Faith FM Breakfast Show with the Double L Team, Lyle and Lawson. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here in Newcastle, New South Wales with actually Blake and Lawson, so it's the B&L team. Uh, but, <laughs> Lawson, what's going on with your Nothing. face right there? Oh, okay, you're right. just... I'm here. Okay, you are. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I could see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have... I'm thankful, but I'm in pain. Why? Yeah, because of you. In your heart? No. Nope. Did I hurt you? Yes, you did. Like emotionally? Nope, not at all. Physically. <laughs> physical abuse, actually. Um, please call someone. Help us out. Lawson is a monster. He took us to the gym, and my calves, uh, they don't work anymore. I, I'm crawling around like a grasshopper. That was um, like two days ago. Come I, on, man. I know. I, I know. It's getting worse. It's, it's increasing. You need to stretch, bro. You need, to, you need to walk it out. Walk it out. I'm trying, but I can't because I literally am hobbling about Because that's what I did. I was like, oh, my calves are a bit sore. And then I went for an 8K run. You're about 11 years younger than me, and you're recovering oh. quicker than I am. Oh. So. If if only the listeners could see me playing the world's smallest violin right now for your pain and discomfort and everything that you're feeling. Well, I prefer cello. Uh huh. So, oh, okay, okay. I've got I've got a world's smallest cello. I actually had one in my backpack. <laughs> Thank you. So much. Is that is that what you're grateful for that you're in pain? No, I'm grateful for cello music. Actually. <laughs> That's amazing. Happy Thanksgiving! Yeah, it is Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving like officially. Day. I know. We've been kind of talking about it, uh, talking around it's it. It's been awesome, actually. But now it's on the day, and we're going to eat some food, hopefully, today. Corruption scandals are central to why a senator, a former police commissioner, and a federal economist are all pleading with Victorians to get rid of Dan Andrews in this weekend's election. Things are getting heated, heated up in mm-hmm. the South. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Right here on Faith FM, The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson, the B&L team, this morning while we're waiting for Lyle to return from the land of kitchen. Mm. Will he make it? We hope so. It's, it's, a, it's a treacherous journey and his wife is not uh, confident. No, that's true. She's no, she is not confident that her husband will ever return. <laughs> will he, he will be eternally will he return or suffer the fate of being eternally stuck in the kitchen. Stuck in the kitchen. That that that's where he's at right now. But hey, <laughs> let's have our first question for the quiz today. Of course, we have amazing prizes this week. But our first question for the quiz: God instructs us to give thanks when. God instructs us to give thanks when. Give thanks. There's a song called Give Thanks. It's like my favorite one. When you ask those questions, I almost answer them all the time. Like it, it just is You're like, oh, oh. I was like, oh, I know. I know it. <laughs> God uh, instructs us to give thanks when. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you will go into the draw to basically get healthy. Yes. Like if you win the draw, you will be healthy. And the draw is tomorrow. That's right. You're one day away from the healthiest you've ever been. That's right. So you need to get those answers in. If we have will. 101 Secrets to a Healthy Life by Jorge Gonzalez. I wonder what that extra one is. Well, it's just a lot of them. But there's 100. There doesn't have 101. to be. Numbers are just a construct, you know, like... <laughs> like this is made up. Uh, and also you'll re- re- win guy, huh? Revive Cafe Cookbook <laughs> 7. And also... 
Also, wherever you are, you know, because you're getting healthy, wherever you are, I promise I will come and personally run with you once. We'll, I'll travel wherever and we'll get together. As long as they pay for it. Uh, no. Really? Yeah. If I, if, Do I have any listeners in Perth? Yeah. Call in. Call 491 We're going to get New Zealanders being like. Get some New Zealanders <laughs> on the phone. I promise Lawson I will find a way to personally come and run with you. Wow. And we'll run together. At your pace, of course, where, whatever pace you're at, we'll run together. Wow. That's, I'm, I'm putting myself on the on the line here. Because we promise stuff a lot. We're like, oh, yeah, we'll come and eat with you if you win a cookbook. We'll come and time. play a board game with you. I, we're going to get healthy, and I will come and run with you. Wow. Okay, you heard it here live on Faith FM, The Breakfast Show, with zero four, and The Runner. 0491 That's the number to call or text if you know the answer. Again, that question was, God instructs us to give thanks when? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. I'm going to refer to you as the runner, formerly known as Lawson. Don't don't call me that. I, I have that to. is that's really cringe. Okay, runner. That's it's going <laughs> to sound runner. like I asked you to call me that, and I really <laughs> didn't. Like, I think you did. No, mm, no, thank you. Hey, and tell me some good news before. Actually, fantastic news. Fantastic. Before news. I get into the good news, I've got some great news. Uh, Robbie Bergen of Faith FM. Fame, the Faith Experiment, one of our hosts here on Faith FM, and our boss. Uh, he'll be down in Wollongong uh, in four different locations presenting on three t- different topics this weekend. Wait, he's four locations, three different topics? Yeah. Wow. I, I, so, I'm not good at math. So, no, Is but he's seven? doing... He's, he's <laughs> Seven topics? Well... Well, like, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, like not at all, but, uh, essentially you guys can go and meet Robbie and talk about faith FM and wow. listen to these amazing presentations that he will be presenting zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number. If you want any information or that, or you can head to faithfm.com.au. Head to our website and you'll find all the information on how you can get there. But it's this weekend, Robbie Bergen, he's going to be in the gong. Getting it done. In the gong. Yeah, that's what we call it. Have you heard that before? I've never heard that. It's called... I love it, though. It's so awesome being here with Americans. Well, Shell is... You're Australian. Shell is also Australian. But you're also American. Well, and the thing is, like, I learn new stuff all the time about Australians. Like, I I remember when I first learned a blue, when a person's having a blue. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's a fight. And I was like, that's a color. You're wrong. And it's also a cheese, but it's not a fight. Okay? Mm -hmm. And but I guess it is. It is actually a fight. Um, so I was like, when someone when just like, oh yeah, I was having a blue with my missus, and I was like, you were having a cheese with, yeah. You know, it just didn't make any sense. But mm-hmm. then I learned. How do you spell that? Is it just like regular blue? B L U E. If you know cheese. why a blue equals a fight, please text us at oh four nine one oh six four six six nine because I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I want to know. I these Australians, you, I love you, but. I don't understand everything that you say. And maybe you live in the gong or close to the gong, or maybe you don't live in the gong at all, but you are just absolutely dedicated to coming and listening to So it's called the gong. Well, it's called Wollongong. But I like People call it the gong. I love it. I I drove up from Bateman's Bay to the gong, and I'm like, this is a cool place. Yeah. It's a really cool place. Now you know how, what what its real name is. (laughs) But, hey, let's have a look at some positively different news in the four minutes and 26 seconds that I still have to to talk about good news. Okay, we're going to talk about animals living, and we're going to talk about animals dying. 
okay? And both of those are good things. <laughs> so we'll start first with animals dying. Uh, so there is a an island in French Polynesia. It's called <laughs> Tetiroa Atoll. I, I'm probably... Tetiroa I probably pronounced that incorrectly, but it's called Tetiroa Atoll. And it is owned by famed actor Marlon Brando. No, the whole island? The whole island. Where? How do you get to a place where you just own an island? You know, it's, it's something we've never experienced is like er, we'll having lots of money. Yeah. So, but he ho- owns a whole island. Uh, he, because we've it, committed it, ourselves to working at Faith FM. Amen. Because we believe in because ministry. Because we, we love it. Because we love it. But we could get paid more. But we, <laughs> but we love it, so it's okay. But this epic, awesome island, uh, they put like a resort and stuff on it, but this is, it's legit like this spit of land in the middle of the Pacific Ocean wow. with like no other island. It's like a little tiny group and there's like nothing around it for as far as the eye can see. Like it is really, really a special, awesome place that you can go and visit. But the problem is, is that for the last couple of years, um, they have been really trying to get rid of the rats that are there. So it's been infested by two types of rat, the Polynesian rat and the black rat, and they're trying to get them off because they're just everywhere. And after three years of work, they have finally declared the island rat-free. Wow. Which is awesome. Black rats are real bad, too. They're like the plague rats. That's right. Yeah. They're, the, they're the plague rats. And the problem is, is like, well... Rats are kind of disgusting and gross, but secondarily, they're also an invasive species, so we should try and get them out of there. Um, but yeah, with more than 60 staff and volunteers covering 160 miles of cutting, cutting through like the bush and the jungle on these islands, like 160 miles worth of tracks, um, and paths going across 1,250 acres. So like, yep. you know, all different tracks through this area. Ultimately, they've been able to declare the island completely rat-free. And there was a few different methods that they could have gone by, but because of the lack of essentially resources and whatnot, you can get to the island. I mean, you can get stuff to the island, but it's just very expensive. They just they just got on their feet and they just walked around and just made it happen. It was awesome. That's okay. That's crazy. So the it well rats are gone. They basically did it by cutting a bunch of paths and then in those paths setting a bunch of like okay, rat traps it, and it, poison. Uh, but they did it completely by foot. They didn't like drop ship it, so right. they could have like gotten an airplane or a helicopter or something and you know, fly around and just like nope. throw. No, they they got it done on their own two feet. Now that's animals dying, which is good news. Now in terms of animals living, which is good news, we are having a baby boom of an animal that hasn't been seen on the mainland of Australia. It kind of is still down in Tasmania, but hasn't Tasmania been... Tasmanian tigers? No, no, sorry. Uh, but haven't, hasn't been seen on the mainland of Australia since 1967. Whoa. And that animal is called the Eastern Quoll. Now, the Eastern Quoll is like the cutest thing ever. It basically looks like a, like a bilby or a possum, but it's got... It's like black with white spots or brown with white spots all over it. Or whatever. It's it kind of like different different types of spots. They're super duper cute. Uh, they're carnivorous, so they eat things, uh, which is just funny because they're these cute little baby oh, kind of eastern quoll things, and then they eat other animals. I just looked them up. Um, but they are an incredible native species here in Australia, and they're having this massive baby boom. They've had 63 babies born in this mating season alone. Wow. 
just here on the mainland. And it, all of this is being held by a company, a group called Aussie Ark. So Ooh. reference to Noah, Aussie Ark are getting it done. They're reintroducing these species, which is just incredible. I am thankful for the Eastern Qual. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Blake and Lawson, and this guy's got a mustache. I think it's needs- the L, we're called the LBS. The LBS. Yeah, because it's like Lawson, Lawson Blake, Lawson, Shell. Blake, Shell, and then LBS together is Pounds, right? <laughs> the Pounds team. The Pounds team. Because, because there's two Americans on there, I guess? Yeah, I, I guess so. But I feel like that just works with the, with the, with the, with the, the uh, Pound team. Please uh, read the quiz question. <laughs> <laughs> how many plagues? How many plagues were put upon Egypt to get them to let God's people go? Hmm. How many plagues? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Again, our prize for this week is your health. We're improving it. Full makeover of your health because you'll win these two books, the Revive Cafe Cookbook and 101 Secrets to a Healthy Life. We'll give them to you absolutely for free. You just have to win the draw to win the draw. You just have to answer these questions correctly. How many plagues were put upon Egypt to get them to let God's people go? 0491-064-669. And don't forget the third prize. Oh, running yeah. with the runner, formerly known as Lawson. Yeah, I, I will come and run with you. Anywhere. We will run together. Any Anywhere. What about Marlon Brando's Island? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's like, go. why not? Like, Let's set it up. All expenses paid. Trip. And you won't have to worry about tripping on rats. That's right. Because they're not there anymore. They're, they are not there. We also have to remind you guys, down in Wollongong this weekend, Robbie Bergen from the Faith Experiment here on Faith FM. He's going to be sharing in four different locations, presenting three different topics. And if you want any information about it, head to faithfm.com.au. You know what you do have to worry about, though? What? The rat race. Oh. Oh. In Victoria. Uh-huh. It's getting wild down there. Okay, so Senator Sarah Henderson has issued a last-minute plea to Victorians to rid the state of Premier Dan Andrews at this weekend's election. So they're doing a little vote this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a little vote. A little vote. It's just a little, 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 little election. Fine, you know, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a little, thing. Look cute. Uh, yeah. Peta Credlin's documentary, "The Cult of Dan Daniel Andrews," uh, by former police commissioner. There's a quote here, Kel Glare. We're going to get to him later. He says. The premier is currently at the center of four corruption inquiries, and he has left a trail of corruption and cover-up. Miss Henderson actually said that. So it's a pretty wild time that's going on uh, down there. Henderson says here, I want to show you, this This is wild actually. So she lists some of the measures that are taking place, some of the things that have been going down in Victoria. And when you kind of read them all out, you you start to realize, whoa, what is going on? So she she lists a number of reasons why Victorians shouldn't allow Mr. Andrews to secure his third term as a leader. And she cites measures undertaken during the state's lengthy lockdowns, the skyrocketing debt levels, and the health crisis. She, this is her quoting. After turning Melbourne into the world's most lockdown city where police fired rubber bullets at protesters... After presiding mm. over a health crisis and a broken triple zero service that caused the deaths of 33 people or the hotel quarantine scandal that killed 801 Victorians, 
After driving our state into the ground with crippling debt and higher taxes, which threatens Victoria's future, after the gross mismanagement of infrastructure projects like the $4.7 billion Westgate Tunnel blowout. Now, I just want you to think about that. $4.7 billion, that's a lot, but that's nothing compared to what we're going to talk about here in just a second as well, too. That's just a drop in the in the bucket, all right? Uh Essentially, uh, Premier and Opposition Leader Matthew Guy, they went head-to-head uh, with Dan Andrews in like a people's forum. And it is pretty wild. Uh, honestly, mm. like I I was pretty blown away by some of the claims or some of the uh, information that has come through with all of this. Uh, here's Kel Glare, right? After this... Uh, twenty. There, there's basically a documentary called "The Cult of Dan Andrews," and Kel Glare is speaking on this. Now he's the former chief commissioner of Victoria Police, so this is he kind of knows his stuff. He's been around uh, the block mm. uh, a little bit, right? He says, "In my 84 years, I've never seen a government as corrupt." And and then he says, "And I make no apology for saying that." I believe there are a whole host of matters where they are seriously wanting an ethical standards. Uh, and he, then he goes on to say, we're actually entitled to have governments that are ethical, accountable, and competent. And I don't think we have any of those things at the moment. That's pretty crazy. There's actually four open cases uh, by IBAC, the Independent Broad-Based Anti-Corruption Commission. And there's a fifth one that's opening as well, too. Mm. So it's really crazy how much corruption... Uh, is thought to be happening underneath the Dan Andrews uh, government, right? Mm. And this is this is what I find interesting. This is like some movie stuff. So this is what the police commissioner is saying. It's the most corrupt he's ever seen. Uh, then he goes on to say, uh, or Mr. Glare's comments were echoed by prominent Melbourne lawyer and businessman Francis Galbally, who warned that Mr. Andrews was undermining the separation of powers a fundamental tenet of our democratic process. So he says, what Dan Andrews has done, and very smart he is doing this, over a period of eight years, he's actually consolidated power. Mm. He has all the institutions in his pocket. This reminds me of like a Batman movie. Like it's just mm. like all the bad guys are getting together, right? Mm. He has the police now because his friend Brett Curran, who worked for him for many years, is now deputy commissioner. That should have never occurred. As Kredulin, uh explained, Brett Curran was an insider in the Premier's private office and was then appointed as the assistant commissioner at Victoria Police. Mm. Kredlin also highlighted the appointments of longtime Andrews confidant and former Labor staffer Colin Radford as chief executive of WorkSafe Victoria, former Labor minister Bob Cameron as the organization's chair. So essentially... What they're saying now is that unethical culture that was such a feature of this investigation, whether uh, as an explanation or excuse for bad conduct, bad conduct lies at its heart. So people from all walks of life are saying, hey, this whole system down there in Victoria is bad, mm. and they're calling to make some changes. Now, one final thing I want to share with you. This one's wild. So Stephen Anthony, he is essentially a chief economist at Industry Super Australia. And he has doubled down on his claim that the Andrews government's suburban rail link is the, quote, worst infrastructure project of all time, right? And he said it's going to basically leave Victoria in 10 years' time with a a junk credit rating within a decade, right? Uh, He calls 
he calls out the whole project. He says the multi-stage project will see an underground trail line stretching from, how do I say that, Chettleham to Box Hill and eventually to Werribee. This was estimated to cost Victorians, get this, $57 billion when it was first announced in 2019. But according to Mr. Anthony, who was also the former head of the expenditure analysis branch, he says the project's likely to cost closer to $200 billion. It's basically a billion dollars per kilometer, right? Next time you're out running, think mm-hmm. about the fact that every kilometer you go, it's going to cost a billion dollars to go that far wow. down in Victoria. And one of the main reasons is, oh, so he's basically saying they're tunneling through sand, which is the most difficult subterranean construction project you could possibly imagine. If your objective is a middle ring transport loop to the airport connecting the relevant suburbs, you could achieve the same outcome with electric buses for one one hundredth of the total price. Mm. So, and it just goes on and on and on. And and basically, he's he says there's other options as well too. Uh, you could do above ground rails. You could mm-hmm. do a whole all sorts of things for one fiftieth or even one seventy fifth of the of the project. It's crazy stuff that's going on down there in Victoria, and it kind of does seem to me that like there's there is this consolidation of power in in with mm-hmm. with Dan. He's had eight years to basically have his way and to choose his own path forward, and now. Everyone's in his pocket. And so, mm. like, no one can stop him except for the people, right? Mm. And we've seen some of his stance on uh, Christian morals and yeah. Christian and values. He is freedom. hardcore against Christianity on mm. every level, right? Mm. Uh, and so it's just it's just interesting to see that as he has become so abrasive and strong in his views and his opinions – he's able to do this because of his consolidation of power. Mm. And it makes more sense to me now, now that mm-hmm. I've seen uh, some of this stuff. Yeah. But I, I think like IBAC and ICAC investigations, we had one for Dan Andrews, the labor minister from Victoria. We had one for Gladys Berejiklian, the liberal minister yeah. from New South Wales on both sides. It's politics are it's pretty gnarly. And, sure. and we see people in these positions of power ultimately, not led by God, just led by <laughs> themselves um, and their own want to vie for power. And I think that there are legitimate civil servants uh, in for sure in in the government. I think that there are people, public servants, who are trying to better the country. Absolutely, but I think ultimately this situation needs prayer. Absolutely. I was just thinking that too. What would it look like if we had a, a like a true follower of God in a position of power? Mm-hmm. In the, in the government. That doesn't want to combine church and state because sure. that's what true followers of God do. They do not combine church and state. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show with the BNL team, Blake and Lawson. Actually, What'd you call it? The Pounds the team? LBS, the LBS, yeah. Team. The Pounds team. The Lawson, Blake, and Shell team. Mm. Uh, and honestly, it might be appropriate for today because you can really pack on the Pounds on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Oh, you can eat some amazing food. Actually, since since Thanksgiving, I was I was checking the scale. I've kind of like lost some weight. I okay. like like packed on the Pounds that day and then got in the gym. I'm like, yo, I'm skinny. It's interesting because when I go to the gym, the weight goes on. What do you mean? I don't know why. Like, I started going to the gym literally, like, 
maybe three months ago, and I'm 10 kilos heavier. Yeah, I think it's it, gymming is kind of tough in that sense because it makes you more hungry. No, no, it, I I'm still eating the same. Okay, I think. Are you just huge? Are you just swole? Are you just like massive? I don't like, know what it is. I was talking to my brother about it. I was like, "Why am I going to the gym?" And I keep gaining weight. He's like, "It's muscle." And I was like, "That's what moms tell sons who are just sad <laughs> at school." He's <laughs> like, "Oh, it's actually true." I was like, "You're lying to me." Well, hey, real quick, Let's while a while a shepherd, David is recorded as killing what two animals? It's not me and Blake. <laughs> it's. It's something else. While a shepherd, David is recording as killing what two animals? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. If you know the answer, you'll go into the draw to win the Revive Cafe Cookbook 7 by Jeremy Dixon. And also, 101 Secrets to a Healthy Life by Jorge Gonzalez. And also, I I will come and run with you. We'll go for a run together. Okay, what's the question one more time? Uh... While a shepherd, David is recording as killing what two animals? I've killed one of these animals. Really? Yeah. Really? In real life. Actually. Actually, for sure. Okay. I know that you've probably killed. I I would like to think it's the other animal. Actually, no. I've actually killed both of these animals. Get lost. I have. No, that's a lie. I am not That's actually a lie. One of them I I, I was myself, Uh but the other one I was with a group of people who did that. That's like a crime. Yeah. That's true. I'm admitting that in Australia, I'm not under that jurisdiction. Uh-huh. It was pretty wild. Like one of the animals is like, okay. Yeah. The other animal is definitely a crime. <laughs> well, right now, more. <laughs> 0491-064-669 is the number two call or text. If you know the answer to that one. But do you know what I'm thankful for? What are you thankful Freedom. for? Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Let's talk about Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Okay. So, I don't know. Have you done any, like, Thanksgiving stuff in your life? Eaten at Shell's house. That's, like, your that's, only... That's my that's only it. experience with Thanksgiving. I haven't been to the oh, States while Thanksgiving man. is on. I haven't been with Americans who have celebrated Thanksgiving other than Shell. Okay. Well, I just got to go and share... I just want to share some Thanksgiving stuff. Is that okay? Uh-huh. So, okay. I grew up in America, as, as we know, Northern California. Now, the thing about Northern California... You need to understand. When you hear California, what do you think? Um, <laughs> I was going to say Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect example. Yeah. So when you hear California, you think Caitlyn Jenner. Maybe Disneyland, maybe all that kind of stuff. But that's SoCal. That's Southern California. Yeah. And that's actually where I've been. So I've been San Francisco, okay. San Francisco, LA, um, San Diego. So I'm about 15 hours north of LA, maybe 17 hours north of San Diego, uh-huh. and about six hours, about six hours north of San Francisco, like on the Oregon border. Mm-hmm. So between Mount Shasta, Redding area. Okay. Mm-hmm. So up in the northern California. Now, what people don't realize is this area is filled with a bunch of people, uh, what you would call bogans, mm-hmm. right? I would call them rednecks. Mm-hmm. Those are my people. Mm-hmm. And they actually want to secede. <laughs> Jefferson State, baby. Jefferson State. They want us to say they're Jefferson State. Um, because what happened? Here's what here's what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the South, like mm-hmm. so my original family's from North Carolina, the Smoky Mountains of yep. North Carolina. So in the South, uh, there was the Depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then people were poor as church mice. And they didn't even have a church over their heads. It was just so church mice in the field, so mm-hmm. field mice. Mm-hmm. And essentially what happened is they were just looking for work anywhere that they could. Mm-hmm. 
Now, they were building these hydroelectric um, power generating stations with all of the water, uh, like the dams, mm. building huge giant dams all over the country, but especially in Northern California. We got the Whiskey Town Dam, we got the Shasta Lake Dam. There's dams all over the place. And th- those are huge, huge projects. A bunch of super poor folks from the South. Orville is another one as well, too. They all moved up to Northern California. And so NorCal, Northern California, is filled with people from the South. Mm. Like, So it's kind of like this. It's a weird thing because it's this little pocket in Northern California that's actually Southern America. Super redneck. It's and, very yeah. Southern, for sure. Like we have the world champion rodeo in Red Bluff. Like oh, the, oh, wow. the world champions happen. Yeah. In Red Bluff. Uh-huh. Uh, rodeo is super fun as well, too. But anyway, we're talking about Thanksgiving. Oh, wait, just quick question. Have you done rodeo before? I haven't. I've been to the rodeo. Yeah, but, but you've never jumped I'm, on. I'm not really a cowboy. I'm a redneck. I feel like, yeah. personally, I feel like I'd be good at it. Actually, you probably would because you're, like, super good at, like, riding motorcycles and stuff. Like, I, you got I, good There's balance. something about me that just, I feel it in my bones. I'm like. Would you be more of a Bronco guy or a bull guy? A bull guy. Pretty dangerous. Well, maybe maybe Broncos because they're a bit quicker. Like yeah, bulls are Broncos just huge. are quicker, but the bulls are just big. big. Yeah, no, so big. maybe Broncos. Well, I yeah, I feel like I could, you know, because I've watched the bull riding before. Well, how they heat know, up the thing? The, you know what and, the little kids ride? What sheep? Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that because I, I got I got country friends here in Australia, and they get out on their Broncos and yeah. do the Bronco and the sheep riding and whatnot. That's pretty cool. So, <laughs> I actually want to see you ride a sheep. Actually, that'd be hilarious. But, um, uh, so up there, Northern California, and what we did for Thanksgiving was probably similar to what most people did up there. But like, other than so, a couple things like we would always like. I mean, those are rednecks, and so. Uh, we actually had like a shooting competition. Uh, we'd have that. We'd also have uh, like a big bonfire. Mm-hmm. We'd also, you know, they'd play games, all th- card games, all throughout the night. Uh, and it was a it was pretty wild time to be mm-hmm. sure. We had quads and everything like that. But that wasn't the part that I loved. It sounds like Australian Christmas. It actually is very similar yeah. in many ways. Actually, mm-hmm. super close to it. Actually, mm-hmm. what I really loved though was. Family actually getting together. Mm. So we would come together, and it's for a holiday that is literally not based on pagan practices. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, we talked about Christmas, we talked about Easter, you know, those things. There is a connection to a Christian faith, but there's also a super connection to a pagan uh, ritual system as well, too, for both of those. And so, one of my favorite things about Thanksgiving is it's literally about the human connection of saying, hey, we're thankful uh, for the First Nations people uh, to come and save the pilgrims when they mm. came over as well, too. Uh, and I think it's my favorite holiday. And so we're on, I'm here on my favorite holiday, doing one of my favorite things on talking. FFM. Yep, <laughs> talking to our community of faith. And it's just such a, it's a beautiful thing. So I have all these great memories, and they would just lay out all the uh, all the food out on this giant we had a billiard table mm. and we would just cover it up with like a, a like plywood and then put a sheet over the top of it and mm. then put the whole billiard table there's a big pool table and put all the 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 fixins mm. uh, on it you know the the turkey the cranberry sauce the pecan pie the pumpkin pies the 
the green beans, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, you know, mm. and the salads. Oh, dude, we ate these gluten steaks at, on Thanksgiving Sunday. I know they're really Oof. good. Do you yeah. think there's so, I have some in my fridge, so can I still eat them? Do you think they're still good if they've been you, in the fridge the whole time? You have gluten. Know. You have leftover? Yeah, of course. What? <sighs> Who do you think I am? Well, I, what I was am my invite? I would I'm want preparing to... for the future. You have the pies that you still didn't bring today. Yeah. It's up, that's, that's on you, man. I ate one last night. Okay, well, good on you. Yeah. But, I yeah, I just really love the gathering together and the, the human connection of Thanksgiving. And then what we would do before mm-hmm. we, so we sit down, all the food's there, right? Mm-hmm. And then we'd gather around, we'd hold hands, and usually there's about 30 to 40 of us, right? Sometimes even more. I think one time we had like 57 people there. It was crazy. But we would count off. So we'd hold hands. We'd count off like one, two, three, four. You know, we'd count off to see how many people were actually there. Mm-hmm. Uh, go in a circle. And then we would actually then say what we were thankful for mm-hmm. for the year. So that's an important part of it. Like you can't start eating until you actually are, even though the smell is there. Like because I, I remember as a kid, I like, oh, it smells so good. I want to eat this right mm-hmm. now. But nope, nope, nope. You can't have it just yet. And so we would just sit there and we would just, you know, I'm thankful for this. And it has to be something that has happened since the last Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. right? So you can be thankful for anything that's happened in the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes people would say little things or whatever would be funny. But, like, there were times where really tough things had happened in the year. Mm-hmm. And we we're thankful that we had gotten through that, you know, mm-hmm. as a family. And it wasn't just family, like, biological family. Like, like there were girlfriends, boyfriends, like, um, you know, friend neighbors had come over as well too. Like we would, it's a gathering of humans, a gathering mm-hmm. of people. Then uh, somebody would pray. And uh, I remember as a kid, I used to do this thing where my dad, cause I didn't know how to pray. Mm-hmm. So my dad would pray and, and then I would repeat what he would say. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure my family was super annoyed with this, mm-hmm. but I was like, dad, I want to do the thing that we do, you know? And so he'd be like, all right, dear Jesus. And I was like, dear Jesus, uh, thank you for the food. Thank you for the food, you know, and we would mm. go through the whole thing. And then and I just remember that was a really, really good time. And we even had, so then we ate all that. And then we went into what we would call a food coma. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced one of Absolutely. these? Absolutely. Yeah. Can you explain to our listeners what happens in a food coma? So essentially I experience this almost every week at church <laughs> and I eat. Okay. So I get some food, put it in my mouth. I eat. Fill my belly up, and then I'm just ready to sleep. Well, what's interesting too is on Thanksgiving, I'm I'm actually pretty sure that biochemically turkeys have a a chemical that releases that makes you go to sleep. Really? Yeah. I I fact check me on this. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure there's some. uh, Maybe Shell, you can maybe Google that for us. But there's a um, Gluten steaks must do the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm literally it's not the same. Trust me, I've had after, both. <laughs> after we ate on Sunday, I was like falling asleep at the table. I saw that actually. <laughs> you were heavy lidded. I'm like, I need heavy to, lids. I need to get out of here. But so anyway, so we'd have that, and then in the evenings, uh, that's when all the we would play the games, we play card games, we would go out shooting, and we even had this like little, uh, I don't know, do you in the Olympics? You've probably seen this in the Olympics where they they pull. A little uh, string, and then uh, the clay pigeon flies. Okay. Oh, there. clay chucker! Yeah, that's yeah. right. So we would have that, and we'd have a, a competition in the evening, and we even had like a little trophy. Like we took who, it who seriously. Who hit the most clays? Yeah, and so we would, and it would be like a round robin. So if you missed, 
you're out, right? Mm-hmm. And so boom, 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 boom. So my dad and I won that a lot, actually. We were, oh. we were a little, little father-son team. A little on tag that. team. Yeah, a little tag team. Oh, that's amazing. But it was, yeah. And then we ride quads. I, I know you're a good quad rider for sure. <laughs> I've seen that on your have, Instagram. Have you had, like, well, we, we've had an experience doing Thanksgiving here in Australia, like other than what we've had this weekend. Have you had many Thanksgiving experiences here in Australia? Every year I celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Every single year. So I've been here 15 years. I never miss a Thanksgiving. Even if even if it's... No, I've done it every year. Like mm-hmm. even if it's not on the day, it, mm-hmm. during that week we do it. Because, you know, we did uh, the one at the South Bowls on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, every single year I do a Thanksgiving celebration because, again... It's my favorite holiday. Like, it's literally a holiday celebrating Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Giving thanks, which is an answer to one of the quiz questions. Mm-hmm. How often should we give thanks? Mm-hmm. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.